0: Life is not about waiting for the storm to pass, guys. It's about learning how to dance in the fucking rain.
1: Welcome to Steel Jack City. Build strength. Hold. Get jacked. It begins today. It continues tomorrow. And it never fucking dies. Carve the mindset. Put the backs against the wall. Now here's your host, host. C-Roy. What's your passion?
0: My passion is fucking (laughs) passion. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Steel Jack City Podcast. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Sarah Roy, and I am C-Roy's awesome wife. Um... So today, I will be the host for you guys, and I actually have my own special guest today, and his name is C-Roy. <laughs> so I will be asking him questions that you guys have submitted to either um, myself or Chris. Um, so welcome, Chris.
1: Thank you. It's, uh, it's I tell you, it's a pleasure to be on here. Um, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. Okay, so... Most of these questions uh, you have already seen.
1: Yeah, so <clears throat> most of these questions, um, I would say probably a, ma- a slight majority of them, I've had like stashed in my question bank for a while. Um, like over the in the past, when I've asked people what they want topics on, back when I did YouTube videos, or when I started doing the podcast, um, and a lot of the questions are just questions that were like quick you know quick answer questions like questions that wouldn't warrant an entire podcast or an entire like youtube video um, or other questions that i get all the time like in the gym and passing or when i go to parties and people find out i'm a trainer and they ask what me these you What did you say when
0: you go to parties? Yeah. When has that ever been the case? Like Christmas? You literally pa- just made that up. I Christmas parties,
1: that. gatherings, whatever I've been to a party before.
0: I highly doubt that, but oh, anyway. Okay.
1: <laughs> gatherings is that better gatherings? We don't Family go to gatherings. gatherings. Yeah, right. Literally, like two weeks ago, when we went to game night at Gina's house, and people found out I was a trainer, I got questions.
0: Who asked you a question?
1: R- Ryan, or Ryan's, yeah, Ryan's parents, his mom started asking me questions.
0: Okay, fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah, fair trying way. to be trying to get me and be fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, anyway, so there are some questions in here that he has not seen before. Um, yeah, they, so. they
1: were submitted directly to Sarah, and she wouldn't let me see them. So
0: Yeah, because I think it's fun putting people on the spot. Just okay. don't ever put me on the spot, please. Okay, um, so you ready to dive right in?
1: I suppose. Let's do it.
0: All right. First question. How much water should I be drinking each day?
1: Um. Okay, so... You specifically? No, sure. no, I don't
0: know who no. this question. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I don't keep track of who asks them either. But um, So this is a really popular question, and 90% of people don't drink enough water. Um, but this is also dependent on your activity level, um, what you're doing day to day. So what I like to do is I'll start people, take your body weight and times it by 0.6.
0: Where would you come
1: up with that number? So, so for example, if I'm a 200-pound man, take 200 times – and this is in pounds. I mean, I don't think we have anybody outside the United States listening. I think we might have a couple, but it's in pounds. So you have to find out what your weight is in pounds and times that by 0.6. So if I'm 200 pounds, 200 times 0.6 is 120 ounces. So that's my, like, bare minimum. I want to shoot for at least 120 ounces a day. If you're very active, if it's the summer, you're sweating a lot like me in the summertime and I work in a gym for 12 hours a day that doesn't have air conditioning, then I will bump that number up, you know, maybe 0.7-ish, you know, and just kind of go by how you feel. But usually always bare minimum of 0.6 times your body weight.
0: Where did you get 0.6 from?
1: Where did I get it? I didn't – I mean this is – Where did that come from? I mean this is just what I've – Come, I mean everything that I've studied over the last ten plus years. That's just what all my the guys that I learn from and respect in the industry. That's what they all Go have. By. Uh, yeah, and okay. then and then it falls in line with a lot of the other things that I've read. And half your body weight in ounces, or all this other stuff. So that that's what I feel the best off of, and that's what people have uh, had the best results of that I've worked with. <clears throat>
0: okay. Yeah. Um, this is a two-part question.
1: Ooh, a two-part question.
0: Free weights or machines, which is better?
1: Oh, well, really. I mean, um, question. so neither is better. Um, there's always an in, There's always a time and place for everything. Um, it all depends on your situation. Depends on what your goals are. Um, I mean, generally, I always like to, you know, for the average person. Your end goal, you, you, I mean, when you, once you're experienced, your goal would be to be using more free weights. Um, but, I mean, there is instances where you have very old people who, you know, have not done anything their entire life and they have no choice but to start with machines um, because it does take a lot of the stability aspect out of the exercise, um, you know. <clears throat> or if you're coming back from injury – so there's always a time and place for everything. I don't like to really say which is better. I mean, you will get more work done with free weights because more muscles have to work because you are responsible for stabilizing. Um, like if you take a an example of you know a machine row, so the, the machines where you're sitting down, you have a chest pad in front of you, you reach in front of your body, and you grab the handles and you just pull them you know you do a machine row or you can do a bent over row where you have to deadlift the weight up, kick your hips back, keep your back straight while you're kind of, you know, in that hip hinge pattern and then you have to row the row the weight up that way. There's no question which one is utilizing more muscles. So it all depends what your goals are. If you're trying to build more mass, if you're trying to get stronger, you know, typically free weights are better, but if you're just looking to really smash a muscle, like if you're a bodybuilder and you're really just trying to knock off as many muscle fibers and motor units as possible, and it's the end of your workout, you're already fatigued, and you just want to get like a final pump in, then machines have their place, and they have their place for uh, you know a lot of other instances, you know more than I can go into. But it's not which is better; it's it's utilizing them both properly in a in a well-designed program. I guess that's really the best way I can answer that question because it's there's not like it's not a clear cut answer, but I mean, does that make sense to you?
0: Well, yes, but I've also been with you for a very long time.
1: Oh, well, I mean, I would.
0: Yes, that's okay. my that's moving my on.
1: Yeah, that's the next question. We might actually have a fairly short podcast today. Maybe you should host more often.
0: I mean, I should. I'm awesome. Okay. Okay. Favorite. Cheat meal. <clears throat>
1: this is actually I got this. I got asked this fairly recently. Um, you
0: get asked <clears throat> this all the time.
1: <sighs> That's tough. Um, I could answer it for you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you so, have
0: one cheat meal, literally one cheat meal.
1: Yeah, I, not necessarily though. Like, and this could be just me, my overanalyzing brain. So, like, if we're just going full fledged cheat meal. It's pizza for sure. Um, we got a pizza place Firehouse. Shout out to What Up Dough Pizzeria. Uh, so good. And uh, it's on the corner of Fifty Nine and Mound.
0: It's West um, Utica Mound.
1: West mm-hmm. Utica Mound. Freaking so good. We've gone there so often that they've actually, and I got my own pizza there that I order so many. I've ordered it so many times. And it's not on their menu that they might name it after me i never followed up with them. they've been
0: them. saying that for like two years
1: yeah i never followed up with them about it though i need to because we started ordering it over the app so i never go in there and talk to them anymore but pizza yeah i love pizza i mean who doesn't but back to when i was saying uh, over analyzing like that's just full-fledged cheat now if i'm in a mass gain program and i'm looking to cheat i like to use uh like a burger um uh, as one of my go-to cheats because it's not so bad um, to where, you know, it's going to put me out like for, you know, make me feel like shit or fill me up so like so full that I don't want to eat anything else. Like a burger and a fry I can eat easily. It digests easily and it's an easy way for me to use. Like usually I'll do two burgers and two orders of fries and it it's not like, like a pizza will top me off. Like, What's
0: your favorite burger place?
1: I mean there's. I mean, I, I love Ackett's Burgers is one of my favorites. Red Coat Tavern is a delicious burger. It's just so damn far away. C.K. Diggs has got a really good burger. That's my favorite. Um, Outback has a grass-fed burger that's extremely underrated. Um, but like those I can eat more often because especially like if you get something like a grass-fed burger, I mean that's not a terrible cheat meal. Yeah, the fries aren't the best but you know, it's not like eating 3,000 calories from a pizza, you know, so I can do it more often. So as a tool cheat meal, I like to use burgers a little bit more often, but if we're going full-fledged cheat, you can't beat pizza, so.
0: So I could have answered that in two seconds. Um, Chris's favorite cheat meal is pizza. I should have just said that instead of going on this long tangent.
1: That Hey, there's some useful information there.
0: <laughs> okay. Anyway, next what did you have on your wrists for your oh. 500 deadlift? You say, oh, like you don't even let me finish the question.
1: Well, it's because this is probably the most recent one on there. Um, like when I posted all my, my deadlift quests, my quest for 500-pound deadlift. Um, so usually I'm like
0: – Leave the table alone.
1: I'm, I'm big day. into raw deadlifts. Like I didn't use a belt or anything. But I did use there. Those are called versa grips. It's essentially just lifting straps. Um, it's just like a. It's a quicker, easier version of lifting straps. Um, but the reason I did that is because I was making such a big jump in my deadlift in such a short time. So when I embarked on this 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 quest for five hundred, my current PR deadlift was four sixty five. And I was planning to jump that up 35 pounds in three months, which is, I mean, for an experienced lifter, for someone that's been lifting as long as I have, that's quite a big um, jump in, in that amount of time. Um, and with the amount of volume I was getting in, I didn't want to f- you know, do the reverse grip deadlift um, because with all the deadlifting I was going to be doing and the jumps that I was going to be making, I didn't want to risk – like tearing my bicep tendon. Um, you know, if I had if I didn't put myself under the gun with the timeline and I had longer and had more time to do it smarter and, and more gradual progressions, then I would have done it, you know, reverse grip. Um I have no problem holding on to it. My grip's pretty strong. Um, but I just do not want to risk the the bicep tear. We've all seen the videos of the guys Struggling to get the to get the bar up, and then they just you see their their bicep roll up their arm like a like a curtain. Um, so I wasn't trying to trying to do that, and then need to get surgery on my arm and all that shit. So um, I chose to do the versatile grips, and actually I actually think I'm stronger without using the straps. Um, I've come to find for myself in the past. So I mean, if I could hit it with straps, I could definitely hit it without. But that's that's why I use those. So
0: okay. <clears throat> What is your least favorite exercise?
1: Man makers.
0: Yeah, those are pretty terrible. You know what my least favorite exercise is? All of them. Rude. What's my <laughs> least favorite? Farmer's carry. Literally the worst exercise ever. I don't
1: understand how you don't like farmer's carry. Literally all you have to do is walk. What don't you like about farmer's carry? It
0: hurts my hands. It's
1: such a beneficial movement. For, like, what you have to do. Like, literally, all you have to do is walk with weights in your hands. Yeah,
0: they're so happy. Like, they hurt my And hands. they're
1: extremely beneficial for so many different things.
0: Okay, anyway. I don't understand
1: how you can hate it so bad. <laughs> it's so simple.
0: Okay. What's your favorite training book?
1: Oh. Can you even answer this? <laughs> um, this is a tough one. Um, I mean, sh- Ones that come to mind right away.
0: It says, "What's your favorite one?"
1: I can't just pick one. I, I'll, I'll, I'll do authors. So, how
0: about you will create like a list of all of your top ones, and we can share it later on.
1: Yeah, I could do that, but I'll give you some authors real quick. Um, I really like it and it, like. I've read. I've read all of Paul Carter stuff. I love the way paul carter writes um if you're into strength training or or building mass i highly recommend any of paul carter's books um he's he's super knowledgeable he explains things very simplistically and he's like really funny too like you i really feel like he writes the way he talks so it really comes out like very organic and it's and it's fairly funny sometimes too but he's also very deep Um, so there's a lot of like life lessons in his writing too. It's not just, you know, scientific mumbo jumbo about lifting. So that's super good. Um, the late, great Charles Poliquin, um, I've read a lot of his books. Um, he's awesome. Um, Joe Franco and James Smith and Smitty, those guys, um, anything, any of their products, I highly recommend those guys over deliver on everything. um, and if honestly, if you're looking for just overall all-encompassing training mindset, everything, I think the best one I've read that that covers everything is actually uh, Bobby Maximus's book, uh, The Maximus Body. That covers like mindset, training. He's got workouts in there. He's got programs in there. But you know, being in the industry for as long as I have, I don't think I've read a book that really spoke more truth than what I read in that book um just every chapter it's just he, he just you know if you're experienced in this field then you know exactly what he's talking about but also at the same time there's just so many valuable lessons if you're new if you're trying to get started um if you're trying to kind of get the right mindset and get hooked on it it's a super good beneficial book i highly recommend that one too so um those are just the ones that come to mind right now next question i'm rocking the shit out of these
0: oh lord What's been your most useful certification?
1: Oh, well, we'll go right back to Jordan uh, Franco and Smitty. Um, those two guys, their CPPS um, was is probably my most recent one. Um, but the the I if if I could only have taken one of the certifications I've ever taken, it would have, it would be that one, um, just because honestly they covered so much that I even learned in other certifications, like um, one of the certifications I have is the FMS, the Movement Screening Certification. And it's an ex- it's such a dense certification the the material you have to read and everything, it's extremely dense. It's very intuitive, like a, a ton of reading and you really have, it's a lot of just literature that you have to really dig through. For not a lot of information. I mean, the information that you do learn in that certification is extremely valuable and I still use it to this day. It just really teaches you a good way to look at movement and watch how people move and understand kind of what's going on when when they're doing that, um, whether it's efficient movement or inefficient movement. Um, But the material is very thick to, to get that information out of it. And uh, the CPPS by Defranco and Smitty basically took the useful information from that, and they made it extremely easy and quick to pick up on and use. Um, a lot of certifications, you, you you get your certification, and you're all like excited, but then when it comes time to training in the real world, it's like hard to apply it properly. Um, the CPPS, they that they don't, they make it easy to apply. Um, it's super practical, um, which I love that. Um, so useful, that's probably the most useful, definitely, is the CPPS. Um, I took the NASM, whatever. That's just to get your foot in the door. You know, you need one. You need an accredited one if you want to get a job at a gym most of the time. So, sure, that was fine. I really didn't learn anything. Um, this I'm a Olympic Olympic lifting certified. That's kind of whatever. You know, that's these are more just like, like medals to have on your mantle, Um you know, shit that looks good, but it's not – I mean, sure, you, you learn Olympic lifting, so if you're working with people like that.
0: You already answered the question. Can we move
1: on? Jim Jones. I didn't get my Jim Jones cert. Oh the Jim Jones cert is uh, – <laughs> you do learn very good programming information in the Jim Jones cert, uh, but the, the, the real benefit of that one was just the experience. Um, the experience of that cert, being able to work out with those guys – um, unfortunately, Bobby Maximus doesn't work there anymore, so I can't really speak for the program anymore. Um, so you will have to look into that one yourself. But that one was probably the funnest certification I did. But um, funnest, funnest is that a word?
0: Most fun,
1: <laughs> most fun. Yeah, funnest isn't a word. I
0: don't believe so. Whatever
1: they know, it. I'm sure they know what I meant
0: any more certifications you want to talk about for I mean a half there's, an hour?
1: There's, uh, those are the big ones I have other ones okay so
0: what was the overall useful one
1: the most useful one is the CPPS and I'm current by DeFranco and Smitty, okay. and I'm currently getting ready to start their level two so I'll let you know how that one goes I'll let you know how that one goes
0: okay moving on
1: you're supposed to keep me on track this is supposed to be short
0: <laughs> I'm just sitting back and laughing at you
1: for okay. 20 minutes.
0: Who are your biggest influences in health and fitness? Well,
1: here we go. We sit here for another hour. No, well, I mean, I've covered a lot of these already. So, um, we'll just start. We'll go chronologically. My brother—he's the one that introduced me to fitness. Um, he started working out when I was like, <laughs> like seven. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second, like seven, eight, eight years old. He started working out. So he was the first one to expose me to it. Um, He's really the first one in my entire family to do anything with it. Um, And I wanted to be a lot like my brother when I was younger. So, you know, I tried it a few times. but I just couldn't really stick with it. Um, But then, you know, I kind of ran into some health issues when I was like 14, 15 years old. So I really started to kind of look into to do something and get healthier. And I found Greg Plitt rest in peace. He was, uh, he was probably the biggest influence because he's the one that took me from, you know, nothing to really dedicating myself in the gym. Um, and anybody that's really trying to get started and has trouble sticking to anything, I highly recommend, even though he's passed his website subscription, there's everything that I learned from is still on there. And there's just Invaluable information and motivation on that website, so I highly recommend you go check that out.
0: You actually met him a couple of
1: times too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's just—he was the best. He was the—he was taken too soon. It was really unfortunate, but um, he was—he was the biggest probably. Um, after him, by Bobby Maximus. Bobby Maximus. He's one that really got me more into the functional side of training. Um, you know, going the transitioning from the bodybuilding scene to more just functional strength training, strength and conditioning. Um, and really kind of opened my future up to kind of set me on the path I'm on now. Um, And uh, DeFranco, Joe DeFranco, Smitty, those guys uh, have really injected um, my career with knowledge and information. Um, They got an online membership that's super valuable as well um, that I'm a part of. Um, But what is that, four or five? I think that's good. We'll, We'll leave it there. Those guys are good. Charles Palachon's another one. I never got to meet him, but he died too. Uh, But his stuff is really good. But that's good. I think that's that's a top five. I wanted to round it off on five. Okay, okay. there you go.
0: Okay, next questions. Well, it's really like one question, but two parts. Okay. From the best guy I know, Mike Butler. From uh, Mike Butler Insurance. (laughs) So call him for all your health insurance needs. Yeah, buddy. All right. Um, Okay. Do you have plans to implement your own certifications?
1: Eventually, yeah, um, you know it's really hard to start to write up a curriculum um, you know with the background that I've had and the the certifications that I've been able to be a part of and and just the um, the mentors I've had and the people that kind of shaped my career and the way I go about training I think is very unique um, so it's it's hard to to kind of package that, you know, it, it, it's going to definitely take some time, but yeah, um I, I would, as much as I love coaching people and, and training people, I love even more to teach people and to teach like eager, you know, trainers, people that are in this to help other people, to be able to teach them is like, that's the ultimate to me. Like that's my, that's my end state goal. Like that's my ultimate dream is to be able to like be a teacher and give back to the fitness industry. But so, so yeah, well, there's another I do. Part to what is it?
0: Okay. Saying, so if so, will, will, it, will Roy level one certification be available? Like when will it be available? And then if so, what physical and mental qualifications are you looking for? So you don't know when it will be available. but like,
1: Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. definitely – it's a future plan. When in the future, not sure. More the distant future than than the near future for sure. Um, I have more short-term goals that I have to get accomplished first. But um, what was the other part of the question? What, 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 what am I looking physical for? physical
0: and mental qualifications are you looking for?
1: So physical qualifications, I mean, if you're going to come to me to learn – I mean, if you're a trainer wanting to learn – then, I mean, you definitely better be in shape. I ain't, I ain't teaching no fat trainers, okay? If you're a fat trainer, then you're an asshole. It's like taking sex advice from a virgin sex therapist.
0: <laughs> Can we move on? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, mental, though. Mentally, you should be, be willing to work. Um, be willing to learn. Show up with your, uh, with your cup empty. And... Uh, just enjoy it. I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, I'm not, you know, looking for anything specific, just a person that's willing to learn and willing to work. And that's in good shape if you're a trainer. No fat, no fat shit, no fat shit trainers. All right, next question.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay. This one came from Ashley. Okay. How did you land such a bodacious babe?
1: Are you serious? I swear to God. Is that really the question? Yes. What am I? How did I land how did I land you? Yeah. Like what does that mean? Oh. Like how did I get you? Yes. I feel like that's a question for you.
0: How do you think you got me? What are your moves?
1: <laughs> my moves? Um I mean my looks probably got me halfway there. <laughs> Is that accurate? I don't, I don't know. I just talked to you a lot, and then you got hooked on me.
0: All right. I'm moving on.
1: <laughs> what? I don't, I don't understand.
0: Okay. So this question is a question that I came up with for you. Okay.
1: What? I was going to answer the previous question.
0: Oh, okay. Go for
1: it. Um, yeah. Uh, never mind.
0: You're such a weirdo.
1: I don't – I just don't get – Okay.
0: Anyway. I was
1: just a nice guy. I, was, I told her I was different. When we first started talking, I told her, I was like, hey, I'm different than any other guy you've ever met before.
0: Which is a line I've heard a million and five times. Like, he actually meant it.
1: And it was actually true, was it not? Yes. I mean, maybe not different in a good way, but I'm definitely different. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, anyways. This question's from me.
1: Oh, okay. We got one from Sarah.
0: Yeah. What would you do if you knew you could not fail?
1: That's an interesting question. I don't I've ever heard that question. What would you do if you know you could not fail? Yeah. I'd probably be doing what I'm doing now.
0: You're so adventurous.
1: What? I mean, this this is what I love to do. I mean, to be able to build uh, the ultimate training facility, that would be awesome. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'd try acting. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that would be like the funnest job in the world. If you watch a blooper reel from like a comedy movie, really any movie, watch a blooper reel. Does that not look like the most fun ever? Yeah. And they're getting paid like $20 million to do that, to basically fuck around on set for 12 hours a day. I mean, I would give a go at that. Why not? I feel like that would just be really fun.
0: All right. There you go. Well, those are all the questions I have for you. Do you have anything left to say? I don't think so okay well thank you so much for being a guest on on, on, on my podcast yeah Yeah. so uh thanks everyone for listening be sure to subscribe and like um this episode and the podcast as well
1: you should go on iTunes and leave a five star review too
0: yeah definitely do that um let let everybody know how much you love me my name is Sarah Roy again um right, GP send us out second by second you lose the opportunity to become the person you want to be or are you going to stop making excuses and take charge of the fucking line?